Lent is a time for self-reflection and prayer. One way to do this is by exploring the life, actions, and teachings of Jesus. First Baptist Church of Athens, Georgia offers these devotions for your Lenten journey. Using the book, Seeing with Jesus, Developing a Worldview Shaped by the Gospels, written by Jack Glasgow, members from our church have prepared daily devotions offering insights, discoveries, and yes, sometimes questions. This week, our devotions correspond with Chapter 5, Seeing in the Upper Room. Today's devotion is from Madison Sanders. Listen as the piano arrangement of Be Thou My Vision, played by Alan MacArthur, points you to look at the world through the eyes of Jesus. The scripture reading for today is John 13, 31 through 36. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you. Where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Love one another as I have loved you. This is probably one of the most quoted lines by Christians or by anyone speaking about the teachings of Jesus. The new commandment is short and sweet. 
You read it, and initially it gives you a sort of warm and fuzzy feeling inside. I never thought too much about the verse that comes after it. Verse 36, Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus gives this bold and powerful new commandment of love, and all Peter can say is, well, where are you going? Not, tell us more about how to love. What actually is love? Who all is encompassed when you say one another? Why did Peter change the subject so quickly? Glasgow posits that Peter and many other people in the Bible quickly changed the subject from the new commandment because we are uncomfortable with the bold simplicity of love one another. I would add that not only are we uncomfortable with the simplicity, we are also a little daunted by the word love. What is love? As a social worker, I have a keen affinity for the work of Brene Brown. She is a social scientist that works to take data on the human experience to better explain the world we live in. Recently, her team came up with a definition of love, and I'd like to read it to you. We cultivate love when we allow our most vulnerable selves to be deeply seen and known, and when we honor the spiritual connection that grows from that offering with trust, respect, kindness, and affection. Love is not something that we give or get, It is something that we nurture and grow, a connection that can be cultivated between two people only when it exists within each one of them. We can love others only as much as we love ourselves. Shame, blame, disrespect, betrayal, and the withholding of affection damage the roots from which love grows. Love can survive these injuries only if they are acknowledged, healed, and rare. I see the life and works of Jesus as fitting into this definition, but when you hear it, you start to realize why Peter would change the subject. This one is a tall order, and we are told to cultivate this love with a broadly defined one another. It is scary and daunting to think about what all is encompassed in love one another as I have loved you. Bell Hooks, a social activist, wrote a lot about love and living with a love ethic, She said, everywhere we learn that love is important, and yet we are bombarded by its failure in the realm of the political, among the religious, in our families, and in our romantic lives, we see little indication that love informs decisions, strengthens our understanding of community, or keeps us together. This bleak picture in no way alters the nature of our longing. We still hope that love will prevail. We still believe in love's promise. To me, love is radical. It's not pink hearts and rainbows. Love seeks justice and equity. Love means standing up for the oppressed and dismantling the oppressors. Jesus was radical. Jesus asks us to love as he loved, being a servant to the world. To do this will mean that you might be put in situations that you never expected. Have you ever had a moment where you look up from where you are or what you are doing and you think, How did I get here? I have those quite frequently, one recently when I was cleaning a bathroom stall. At Family Promise, we have a small staff of three, so that means that each of us not only has our own job responsibilities, but we also share those other duties as assigned. This includes things like manual labor and cleaning bathrooms. The other day, I looked up from my scrubbing and thought, how did I get here? In moments like this, I think back to each time in my life, educational path, and career choices where I chose love. 
Like Brene Brown says, love must be nurtured and grown. I realized that each time I chose love over everything else, it brought me closer and closer to servant-like duties. And I honestly love that. I love that Jesus knows that choosing love is choosing to serve. For me, I know that serving others is the greatest way to show love and to be a disciple of Jesus. We can't change the subject when we hear Jesus' commandment. We march forward in all of our vulnerability, offering trust, respect, kindness, and affection. My hope in the season of Lent is that we can choose love, knowing full well it includes scrubbing toilets. God, we love you and we seek to love one another. Thank you for giving us the gift of love. I pray that during the season of Lent, we remember the new commandment and the sacrificial love of Jesus in all that we do. Amen. Mm -hmm.